0: Hello, and welcome to Demystifying Detection Dogs with MD Dogs. I am Maggie Kudla, owner of Sit Stay Lex, and I am here with the founder of MD Dogs, Libby Rockaway. Yes, good low. <laughs> excited to get started and discuss all things diabetic alert dog go ahead and grab a drink get comfortable and we'll jump right in okay this podcast is going to be about finding a breeder for your service dog we'll first go into i guess where to look to find it yeah that sounds good yeah okay all right, let me can start. I can start.
1: <laughs> well, the bad news is, is I don't know of any perfect place <laughs> to find one. I mean, there's places that I look, but to be honest, I there's not like one location that is my go-to spot. So when I'm l- looking, because I look for pretty much exclusively English cockers now, um, I follow a lot of Facebook pages. And I ask them individually about certain questions I have and certain needs I have. Um, but there's not a great singular place. With that being said, I, I do think that there are options, right? Like um, we've talked about Good Dog. I think it's gooddog.com, I believe is what it's called. Yeah, right. um, I, but I think they, for example, started out super strong. And lately they have gotten not quite as strong in terms of like not quite as reputable of they determine their different grades of a breeder. Yeah. And it's unclear how they determine that and they don't necessarily share like results of health testing, which mm-hmm. for me is a problem. Mm-hmm. I don't like I don't want good dog declaring whether this dog is a okay breeder, I think it's good, great and excellent or something. Yeah. Um and I'm not comfortable with that. I want the information myself. Mm-hmm. So that I mean it's one it's a good place to start, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I've been seeing some breeders complaining about Good dogs, that they're actually breeders yeah. are on Good Dog, and they're considered reputable breeders. Which we'll go through a list of like traits of a reputable breeder versus just a regular breeder or mm-hmm. a puppy mill type. Um, but again, they don't think that Good Dogs is doing as well as it used to be. Yeah, it used to be like, oh yeah, you go to Good Dog and find like a decent breeder, but now it's very. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's like they just laps on the applications, or I don't even really know the process too well. But yeah, it's just not not great anymore.
1: No, I'm not sure either. I think, to be honest, I think a lot of it comes down to money. (laughs) I think that they started taking a greater cut from the breeders, and I'm not sure if it's on the breeder or the buyer's side that take a percentage or both, but I just know that I have also seen breeders complain about it and stop using it. And that's fair. Like mm. if Good Dog isn't sending you a large portion of customers, you're not going to want to use it and you're going to just rely on your own network. Yep. Um yeah, I
0: think uh, a breeder that I use not for a service dog, but she has her Good Dog profile. She's still like paying to keep it just because of mm. the reviews on it, mm. but she says that she actually doesn't get um, like a lot of people anymore. I've
1: heard a lot of that even too. She's an
0: excellent breeder and but it's yeah i don't know i don't think she gets actually hmm. that much business from it but she has so many reviews on it from years ago whenever it was a really big popular thing yeah and it was like really nice and reputable and actually put her name out and stuff like that mm-hmm. so i don't know was-
1: yeah i don't know either hmm. um other places i think akc is one there's akc i forget maybe marketplace is that the name of it maybe which sounds horrible yeah. um <laughs> to and i feel be like honest the, with
0: the akc it's just dogs i've uh, and you can correct me, Lily, because I am not breeders aren't like my focal point in a lot of things. But AKC is just dogs that like can be AKC registered. Exactly. and Just because a dog can be AKC registered doesn't mean that it's a well-bred dog man i was just about to go on a rant and you said it a lot faster (laughs) yes that is that is a big thing people like oh it's akc right like it can be akc registered that's not a big deal
1: that is not
0: (laughs) yeah that is not a big deal i know i mean it's cool like your dog can be akc registered but it's not that's like the tip of the iceberg of like a good dog yeah exactly breeder
1: and like 95 percent of service dog or even you know especially diabetic alert dog owners don't care and won't ever need it.
0: Yeah. Unless you're going to do competition with your dog, there's no reason to have an AKC number.
1: And even that, unless you're going to do confirmation That's specifically, true, yeah. if you want to do agility, you want to do obedience, you want to do rally, you want to do literally any of the fun things, in my unbiased opinion, um, you don't need your dog to be AKC registered. You can register them through their PAL or yeah. their, I forget what the other one is called. It, uh, I know
0: what you're talking about. I'm, there's, I'm blanking on the other.
1: There's PAL, which is, I think, for purebred alternative listing yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: um and then there's another one for basically mixed breeds yeah it's oh, what's i forget what it's called i don't know um
0: i've only ever used pal i've only registered dog i've
1: i've uh i've done golden poodle mixes um uh, through the other one okay it's something like companion dog it's not that but it's yeah, something yeah,
0: yeah but the, the but it I mean, but anyways AKC, akc does not matter it's it not, does just not. because your dog has an akc ability to be akc registered doesn't mean that they're yeah. going they have any of the criteria you want for your service, dog, mm-hmm. like at all? Exactly, because
1: AKC, they are not a governing body that ensures reputable breeding. They are in it to do shows and lineage and pedigrees and things like that, and that's fine. They have their own business model, but they are not ensuring that the dogs that are being bred through them are reputable. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just got chip two months ago, and he is—I just registered him with AKC he has his numbers and everything um he was the epitome of backyard bread and poorly bread and yeah. you know we just got his health testing done and it was awful um
0: you got his health testing back
1: yeah well it's uh it sent off to OFA but okay um i asked my vet about it the really? day of and i also <clears throat> asked the good old facebook world which was a mistake <laughs> always
0: a mistake
1: Definitely a mistake. Um, when we talk about health testing in this podcast, <laughs> we can go more over that. But basically, it's not good for Chip. But he's AKC registered. Yeah. And that's pretty common. Yeah. I mean, so, anyways, all I would to say, AKC registered is not something to, you know, say means that they're a well-bred dog. But that's a good candidate. It's really just a number and a fee that you pay.
0: Yeah. And, like, I think maybe we'll, we'll go into, like, things that are good good options and mm-hmm. then help you find breeders from that yeah. concept um so health testing okay so everyone thinks like oh yeah okay whenever i've reached out to breeders for a dog i'm like oh what does the health testing look like oh yeah they're up to date on their shots
1: <laughs> that is the classic <laughs> response <laughs> up to date on their shots <laughs> literally every time oh puppies are vet checked before they go home <laughs> that does not qualify <laughs> that is
0: not health testing. i mean okay yeah you're you're dog is I'm glad that the dog you're breeding is vaccinated that's yes, great I'm really exactly. excited I'm very excited um <laughs> the, going and Libby you're more of the expert on this but like I think hips and elbows are like my immediate mm-hmm. like I yeah. want to make sure that I have the both the parents have mm-hmm. their hips and elbows tested and depending on the breed there's like various other important health testing stuff yeah um like Aussies with, like, Merle and having blind oh, dogs. Yeah. You know, like that That's a good one. I do not recommend Aussies for service dog work. I own an Aussie <laughs> as my sport dog. Do not do it. Um, It's too much work. Um, <laughs> do but, not do it. But there's, like, specific things for your breed. So, yeah. like, health testing is... Hips, elbows I think are just overarching, in my opinion, but then there's, like, mm-hmm. little nuances depending on the breed of dog you're looking at for your service dog. But yeah. I'll let you take this away. <laughs> like, you have more no, thoughts on this. I
1: totally agree. I mean, um, so my own experience with breeds, hips are like number one non-negotiable of I want to know my particular dog or puppy that I'm picking out, they won't have their health testing because they're probably eight weeks old. But their parents should both have. Um unless you are picking a specific like toy breed who for some reason isn't prone to hip dysplasia, every other breed should have hip testing. Um and that's gonna be OFA or pen hip. Either one is fine um OFA has passing or not passing so passing is fair good or excellent scores not passing is going to be mild moderate or severe um and obviously you should not breed a dog that has mild moderate or severe hips unless you have a really 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 good reason right <laughs> as in like your breed is incredibly rare and right yeah Exactly. <laughs> the gene pool is gonna die right. without it yeah yeah <laughs> um exactly. But for like your Goldens, your labs
0: There's a billion Your there. poodles
1: fair. don't yeah. They should not be getting that um those results back. Fair is borderline, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Like I won't I wouldn't say that that's a for like not a, small, a reputable breed. For breeder.
0: like a smaller breed too, I feel like yeah. I would be more lenient versus like a golden retriever. Those are bigger dogs. Like I feel exactly. like I would be more sketched I would be more concerned that's about a, a breeder breeding a fair hip golden retriever that's, you know, seventy pounds or something. Yeah. Um versus like like a cocker spaniel yeah. where they're smaller yeah. where it's like
1: you know it's a difference. yes um and uh so birdie i bred birdie to a fair-hipped english cocker okay yeah i don't know that i will do that again to be honest <laughs> <laughs> um one of the puppies is mediocre at best okay. <laughs> um mm-hmm. but okay. it's also a small breed like you said so even with those results that like the, the offspring's hips aren't great at a lower risk because they're going to be 25, 27 pounds. Mm-hmm. That's a lot different than a 75 pound golden walking on those same hips.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah, hips, I personally just feel better knowing that hips are done. Um, yeah. So, I think that's the bare minimum. There might be breeds out there that I don't know about that people are like, they don't need their hips done. This isn't an issue. So, that's fair. I mean, I don't know every breed out there to be fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's
0: a lot of. I recently delved into the terrier world. Apparently, ah. that's, a, that's a drama with like the terrier like group. Okay, over, do they need hips or no? They say they don't because they're all okay. bred really well, or something like that.
1: Because they're bred well.
0: Yeah, interesting. But, so they don't do like a lot of health testings with like the show world, at least. I don't know. I can. I don't know. Interesting. Enough. I'm I'm very baby into it, and apparently oh, that's, that's like a drama where it's like a lot of people that are have been in the terrier world for a long time. They mm. think that their breed doesn't need. Yeah, health testing because they've been breeding healthy dogs for a long time. But yeah, so it's like mm, if you never tested, how do you know if it's not right? Yeah, interesting. but that's that's a conversation that does I feel like for service get... dog work. I could go on this tangent.
1: Oh man, yeah, that's interesting. Okay, I I feel like I want to come back to that. <laughs> um, so like, okay, at least golden's poodles, labs, yeah, hips, elbows, yep, and then the breed specific genetic conditions, yeah. Um, and all of this, you should just Google for the breed you want.
0: Yeah. There's, there's something <laughs> about eyes and specific yeah. breeds. Hearts. Or, yeah. Cardiac so tests. Cardiac tests. Like, I know um, a dog I got uh, a long time ago when I worked for a breeder. Um, I got a, like a little trick dog title as a baby trainer. Um, and he actually got released. He was going to be a breeder. He's a full golden retriever. And he got released because of an eye yeah issue He was going to be bred. And they ended up not breeding him because like, it just came up. I'm not sure what the test was, but she mm-hmm. released him from the program because she was like, I don't want to it didn't affect him at all with his eyesight, but there's like mm-hmm. a rare chance he could be passed out. Like it yeah. was like a 10% chance that he could pass it down to his offspring and the breeder kind of,
1: because
0: she was like, I don't want to risk it, like moving down the yeah. lines, even though it probably mm-hmm. won't be a problem. Um, but yeah, I don't know what exactly it was. Yeah. Um, but,
1: but that's a really good point is reputable breeders are going to say, hey, I have tested X, Y, and Z on my dogs and they are clear for it. Yep. And they will not say, oh, my dogs are super healthy. And their puppies have been healthy, too. Yeah. Right? Because when you breed a dog, they're probably two to five years old. Well, you don't know. Maybe at six, they're going to come up with some condition that is genetic. Mm-hmm. And so then your puppy that you just bought, you know, from that parent is going to end up with that condition at six. And if yeah. that's your diabetic alert dog you or your service thousands
0: dog. thousands of hours for yeah. a dog to be done at six years old. And exactly. That's not, that's not. For them like to,
1: to be, stomach. for example, going blind. Yeah. You know, at six. Yeah.
0: That would be um, devastating to. Mm-hmm. The, the you as a client having a service dog, like, or you as a person, like, training yeah. your own service dog. Like, that's a yeah. long, that's a really disheartening. Like, you guys are a really good team at that point, and like, yeah. you guys have a rhythm, and you have years left, but then a health testing that could have been prevented.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, because this is more than just a pet, exactly. Like, like, to me, yeah, I'm like, go, if you're really your pet, go get it from rescue. Like, mm-hmm. you know, get it from you can get I don't yeah. really care where you get your dog. Um, but a service dog is just is not worth the risk of not yeah. getting a dog from health tested lines. Um,
1: it really isn't. And like, and and
0: you'll play around with it because you're an organization. You have the ability to play around
1: with it. (laughs) It's burned me every time though. But it's burned you every time. Every time.
0: Yeah. Like (laughs) even trying to see if there's a way people can go down avenue of a cheaper service dog option where you don't have to spend $1,500, $2,000 on a a dog that's health tested with all the extras. But it's... Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. yeah it's not it doesn't seem to be going very well yeah <laughs> thank what you, you. Like, what exactly you, I, mean, I mean scout was
1: good right yeah so. yeah exactly well okay so to finish up the health testing yeah. bit of it here is i personally think hips are the first thing i look for um but in general i would just ask whatever breeder you're getting them from what health testing have you done yeah and if they say the dog is vet checked the dog is healthy all the puppies are healthy or anything along those lines and they don't Say hey, here's their OFA links. Here's the PenHip report, yep. or here's the re- the um, even the Embark report for genetic diseases. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that breeding dogs should have more than just an Embark yes. report. Yeah. Um, so that's that alone isn't gonna cut it. But just basically look for them being educated and having um, standards, yep. high standards. And mm-hmm. something much more than, oh well, our vet cleared them. Yep. Because that's not gonna be that's not good enough. Yep. Um but then to go back to your question about the you know, the ones that I get that are AKC registered, um, because I'm pretty sure Scout was AKC registered. Um, I think I got the papers for her. And um Chip was also AKC registered, Mac was not. Um, really? but I mean, I've rescued three of them, which were all three purebred dogs. Yep. So all three of them, one English Springer, one English Cocker, and one Labrador. So three different breeds. These are the only three that I have rescued. And all three have horrible health testing results. <laughs> like, the Scout, scouts were um, passable to be a diabetic alert dog, to yeah. be fair. Okay. But her hips were worse than breed average. Okay. Um yes, not- and all of my well bred dogs have hips that are at least breed average or better. Um, but hers were worse than breed average. So not enough, you know, especially since she's not doing mobility. Her job yeah. is to just like walk around high school and sniff blood sugar and lay down and sleep. <laughs> and sleep. Exactly. Yeah. Um that wasn't a concern for placing her. And that wouldn't be a concern for like a self trainer. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Right. Um, but Chip, I haven't gotten his official results back, but they don't look good. He has one hip that is very shallow socket. Uh, he also has a spine issue, turns out, oh no, which might never cause an issue, but it might
0: <laughs> but see like you're a, like you, you you've bred your your working uh, Cocker birdie, yeah, but you're not a breeder, but like you're looking at this like from like yeah it's it's not it's not great, it's not great. it's not great, like, right. You didn't breed this dog, but it's like you're trying to like give a cheaper option but... exactly,
1: like he was free, right, yeah. Well, within seven days, I spent $1,000 to get rid of all of his uh, hookworms and roundworms and every parasite, plus his UTI, like $1,000 in seven days. He's very cute, though. (laughs) (laughs) He's very cute. That's good. And then I just spent $650 to find out that he has hip and possibly spine issues, maybe elbow too. debatable. (laughs) We haven't gotten these results back. Um, But all of that is like $650 to find out I can't sell him for much. Yeah. Right. Like, so
0: you spent a free, free dog ended up being what eighteen hundred dollars at $1, least. You know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's certain. gonna be eighteen hundred dollars. We had him
0: for like what two three months.
1: I think A month maybe and a half. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't remember when you got him. But, exactly. Like, yeah. like
0: so, it's like basically if like theoretically, like if you would have gotten him from a breeder, he wouldn't have come with all these issues. Yeah. He wouldn't. He would have good hips and elbows. Mm-hmm. Like two thousand dollar dog, two thousand dollar puppy. Like
1: exactly. I could get a well bred puppy for two thousand dollars. Pretty easily, I mean not super easily, mm. but I could find a well-bred English Cocker for two thousand that's eight weeks old yeah um, and I guess I'd have you know the the puppy shots and things, but yeah. even that that's you know that's, that's five hundred dollars maybe over the first year, yeah. like that'll be fine, and then you have a dog that can be a working service dog, yeah sooner rather than later sooner rather than later, exactly yeah um. And so I don't regret it with Chip. Like, that's, you know, he needed out. That's fine. Maybe we'll place him as a pet. Maybe we'll make him in home. Dad. Whatever. Yeah. But it's just not, just because they say free doesn't mean they're free. They're
0: not free. They're not free. (laughs) They're going to be so much work.
1: Exactly. And just because they're AKC registered. He's AKC registered. (laughs) I mean. The poor thing was so beat up. And he he was so scraggly looking, right? Like, he came from horrible lines, clearly. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, it just, it, AKC register doesn't mean anything. Health mm-hmm. testing is truly important. Yeah. But it's going to also minimize your options.
0: Yeah. That's the thing is, like, it, I'd, rather, I'd rather spend the money up front than just wait until I have, you know, I save up the money for my 2000 $2,500 yeah. dog mm-hmm. that I know is not going to have any, like, debilitating yeah. issues, at least as well as you can.
1: Exactly. Like,
0: like, yeah. There's always a chance a dog that you get from a really good breeder mm-hmm. and does all the health, and like, they may have an issue.
1: <laughs> they might have a liver shot,
0: <laughs> right? That that is a possibility. That could possibility. Happen. Um, but also that I don't know. It just, it just seems to me like as if I if I'm going to self train a dog, that is what I'm going to first.
1: Yeah. And that's yeah. just that's
0: just it. Like it's there's because it also is the heartache of like, mm-hmm. and then also you have to get a second dog. Yeah. So, you get, then, so then what? That's then, a good point. So then you, like, so you have this dog, and then three years old, they have to have hip surgery, let's say. Mm-hmm. Like, worst case, scenario, and, you know, and then yeah. you have to get another dog to train to be a, diabet- or a diabetic or a diabetic-alert dog after you've yeah. already sent, trained this dog, this dog's going in public, mm-hmm. and, you know, by three old, they're doing really well, and then you have to start all over, Yeah. you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. And now you're not a one-dog household, but you're a two-dog household, mm-hmm. and one of them can't work. Yep. And that's assuming that you didn't have any dogs to start with. Yeah. Which... Is In rare. my experience, is pretty rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone has dogs. <laughs> Everyone has a dog or two. I yeah, mean, yeah. so then you're going from two to possibly four.
0: Yeah. Right. And that's just not, yeah. You might, yeah. It's just, it's obviously like we're speaking from like we've just seen a lot. Yeah. And we just like, this is us just like from the war zone of like <laughs> exactly. talking to clients with like a dog that yeah. just, didn't, didn't come, make it just even from health testing. This is not, we're not even talking about behavior, which we'll get to. Yeah, next. that's true. That's a whole um, different podcast. Yeah, but just health testing, please. Uh, save up the money mm-hmm. to just get a dog from health yeah. testing, at and, least minimum. Yeah. Like that is the exactly. bare minimum health testing. Um, and,
1: yeah,
0: okay. I'll
1: have we haven't, yeah, we haven't talked about puppy culture we'll, yet. We'll,
0: we'll move on to like,
1: and that's your area.
0: Well, person, I'll, I'll, I'll not just say puppy culture. I'm going to talk about like, Puppy develop. Puppy. De- I don't know. Puppy culture is fine. So puppy culture is a program that a lovely person developed in order to socialize puppies um, from around like three to four weeks of age until they are. Um, you can go upwards as like sixteen plus weeks. Most breeders send out their dog at eight weeks. If your breeder is trying to send you a puppy at six weeks old, <laughs> it is not a good breeder. Just stating that as a <laughs> eight weeks blanket old, rule. <laughs> Psychological, like research has been done to show that <clears throat> puppies should not be leaving until eight weeks old minimum um i'll just say that's like a statement but puppy culture is a a very well put together program that breeders that want their puppies to be very socialized so we hear that word a lot Mm -hmm. to various various things so this is to body handling this is to weird objects of like i've done a lot of puppy culture i've done thousands of hours of puppy culture for a breeder and every single time i pull the puppies out they get different things in the pen they get um they're socialized to different things because a lot of times you'll find you know breeders that aren't super like they're you know they're breeding their dog and you know their dog stays in their laundry room (laughs) their whole the whole eight weeks or six weeks until they go Mm -hmm. home and they are not exposed to anything yeah so puppy culture focuses on exposing them to things so whether that's you know i would put a you know a kid play castle in their thing (laughs) or i'd put a bike in there or i'd um, put rubbery mats or different surfaces so i'd introduce them to tile wood like mm-hmm. gravel road grass like all that stuff um it's just that's one part of it um so object intro is a really important thing because you as a service dog like your dog is going to experience so many new things yeah. and you don't want them to bat an eye out. and like this process mm-hmm. of puppy culture allows them to experience a bunch of weird things and the safety of their litter mates like they have that safe like environment they have their mom there typically with them um but they have like safety around it and whenever they're really young and their their brain is taking they're such a little sponge at that age so they're taking that information and it's not as scary so i would see puppies that like you know four weeks old i start doing puppy culture with them and i would notice by like week six i could put a new thing like they'd be scared at four weeks old five weeks old (laughs) Week six, week seven, they're not even batting their eye. They're, like, running <laughs> towards it. Like, there's like, this is great. Yeah. Um, sound sensation, playing mm-hmm. sounds. We do traffic noises. We do storms. We do, yeah. like, just introducing them to things that they're not – so they're not living this, like, quiet little bubble mm-hmm. in a back laundry room or a quiet kennel or, like, yeah. something just – they're experiencing things in a safe environment. Um, there's a million other things I do with sweet culture. Like, really just Google it. They have a beautiful website. You can – you know, glance at it and just see what's going on. Um, but puppy culture is important. Yeah. It is going to make whenever, um, I worked for a breeder that did not do puppy culture for a long time. And then Mm -hmm. she introduced puppy culture Mm -hmm. and there was a dramatic difference in the puppies and the clients complaining about (laughs) whenever their puppies went home. Oh, was scared of everything. Yeah. scared of this, scared of that. She did puppy culture. I don't think she had a single client complained about any of her wow. puppies going home of, like, confidence of the puppy was not a lack issue. Mm-hmm. And your service dog puppy, you want a confident puppy. Yeah. You That's your
1: not, most important skill. You have to have it.
0: If, if they yeah. go off the bat, like, from the critical, like, developmental 16 weeks and younger is very, very, very yeah. important. Just Google it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can go forever, but just Google it. There's a very important critical learning experiences that they're having.
1: And mm-hmm. if you start
0: the earlier you start, the better it is. Yeah. Um, so even if you get a puppy and you, for some reason, didn't do puppy culture, you can do puppy culture with your puppy too. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they, there's a yeah. entire book on it that you can look into. Um, but I would say it's, it's worth the money going with a breeder that does yeah. puppy culture, um, at least does some form of socialization. Maybe they don't follow everything in puppy culture mm-hmm. to a T. But that's yeah. okay i don't think you have yeah. to follow everything um it's a lot um it like, is a lot we had a puppy culture like full time and us trainers were doing puppy culture as well because it couldn't fit into it it's a you you did puppy culture I, with your litter. i did
1: three quarters of puppy culture i'm not gonna lie like i followed it as best as i could it's a lot but i was getting behind and i had one litter of seven in my thousand square foot <laughs> house like this litter was my life yeah i mean i slept next to him for two weeks adorable like that was my life for the nine weeks that i had them Mm -hmm. and it was still a lot yeah so bless the breeders who can do it with multiple litters at Mm -hmm. a time i don't they must have hired staff because i couldn't handle it yes um yes like but it's it's not for the faint of heart and it's not something that you just stamp on there as like oh yeah we did puppy culture like if there's a breeder who says they do puppy culture, ask them about it. Ask them what that entails. Mm-hmm. Because if they're like, "Oh yeah, it's just like general socialization," it's <laughs> it's so much more. <laughs> it's so much more. <laughs> if they're putting that many hours into it a day, hopefully they will tell you all about what it entails. Yes. Because it's and also like how the, a lot.
0: how they're how the puppy you're looking at how yeah. they do the puppy culture. So like exactly. I, I, and I don't expect all breeders to do this. The breeder I worked for, we were very good at keeping information on each puppy so we have yeah. like a scoring system of how they handled difficulty today mm, that's great and i this is kind of insane i think i just went a little haywire with it um, <laughs> did you implement this yes
1: I did. <laughs> okay um, yeah
0: <laughs> like they got a little range pretty sure this isn't done now <laughs> yeah no this is this is me cool because there was other staff doing it and i want to like i just wanted to know how their dogs did and if i should yeah. j- change things like i got a little obsessed with it um <laughs> but uh i think it's just important it's just i don't know and if as a yeah. breeder like i would talk with like clients about like like we had a certain a lady who was specifically what do we call her I don't know, puppy or like she would like <laughs> essentially like try to place the puppy with a client based off of like their needs okay um but a lot of times i end up talking with clients about like their puppy's personality like so mm-hmm. we're six weeks old like about to pick like where they're gonna go in the next two weeks and yes. i would spend i would spend like 45 minutes talking on the phone with a client like like a a range of litters they get first pick Mm -hmm. like we have eight puppies in this litter and i'm talking like i'm looking at their puppy culture notes and i know i know everything about their because i've spent you know an hour to two Mm -hmm. hours every day with their puppy you know and so at least the litter and yeah being able to talk about it, yeah. you know, is the most important part. Like, I can talk about your puppy and its personality mm-hmm. and its adapt. Like, you live in New York City? Okay, you're going to need the most part, like, yeah. most confident puppy there is. Mm-hmm. You live in the middle of nowhere country? Okay, you can get away with something yeah. that's a little less. Grand yeah, pets, but- exactly.
1: I mean, so, like, to zoom out a little bit, I think that is actually what's super important, is that somebody will do what you were doing or that puppy extraordinaire was doing Right, that somebody is going to talk to you about what your needs are. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna send you an email and say, What puppy do you want?
0: Yep. Right. And, and then for you. and
1: let you like pick based on color. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, 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 no. They can ask if you like have a preference for color, in case they have, you know, two or three that are equivalent. But they need to be giving you the time of day and asking about what you're interested in, what you're you know, expectations are for this puppy. Mm -hmm. Um, And that can be in lots of different forms. Like some old school trainers just want to have a call with, or breeders just want to have a call with you, right? Um, Some people are going to have an application. Some people are going to have a Zoom call with you. Like, I think it can look like a lot of different things, Mm -hmm. but they shouldn't, basically, if you evaluate it from their end and they are just putting a random puppy with you, because they don't actually know that much about you. That's a red flag and I would choose a different breeder to be yes. honest. Yes.
0: Yes. The breeder should the breeder should pick your puppy for you.
1: Yeah. And they should have to interview to find interview you to find that out. Mhm. And don't be scared away by that. That's because no, they're trying no. to find like the perfect dog for you yep. because they care. Mhm. It's not because they're, you know, rude or stingy or whatever. It's because this is not Amazon. No. <laughs> right? <laughs> like
0: And yeah, and- and if you're looking for a pet, like yeah, sure, pick it. Not really. You pick, pick it Pick by, by color. Pick by color. You'll deal with whatever that you have. The, you'll love the, them. The most fluffy. I don't know. I don't exactly. Really care. Um, but if you're looking for a dog for your service dog, the dog that you're going to depend your life on, you're yeah. going to have to like find a breeder you trust. So, mm-hmm. like, but a breeder that's doing that is probably only going to be more trustworthy because they're going to, you know, the breeder that yeah. I worked for they had an application process mm-hmm. and very detailed. I don't know. Yep. It probably took you 20, 30 minutes to fill out at least. Yeah, and at then, least. then we had someone that would go through that and then they'd funnel that information to the puppy culture, AKA me <laughs> <laughs> of what the person's looking for. And I would, we would basically go and sit down and I would discuss, like we would range out which puppies would go to which yeah. client. And yeah. then we'd basically, we'd, we'd take that to the client and, um, because we we know that I granted, puppies without that age, it is you don't know exactly what they're going to look like down the yeah. road, but at least we have a general idea mm-hmm. of how to move forward. Yeah. Um, You're basing it on something. So I base, so there's a lot of another thing that uh, the puppy culture I think is actually more important in the long run, and the trainer or the owner or the breeder or whatever one that is dealing with the puppy is more important even than temperament testing. Yes. Um, oh, absolutely. So temperament testing, I think, is like let's say phase three of this conversation. Yeah. Oh wait. Okay. A
1: okay. quick, quick bounce back okay, to okay. phase two before we okay go on to phase three. Uh, but the, I like this. The the phases are good. Phases. Um. But okay. back to phase two is puppy culture. Is what we're re- referring to, which I think is the most well known as almost name brand. Yeah. Right. It's. Yeah. I don't know what the equivalent is because I don't buy name brand things, um, <laughs> but there's other off-brand things yeah. <laughs> like Avidog um, is up and coming, Yeah. and so I think if your breeder does something like Avadog, that's okay too, mm-hmm. right? Like, they all have good intentions. Puppy you,
0: socialization. Exactly. You
1: just yeah. need to ask the breeder, hey, do you do puppy culture? And honestly, if they say, no, but I do Avadog, or no, but I do X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. then that's Honestly, probably fine. As long as like, they're doing something. they need to do something structured or be able to talk intelligibly to you about why they chose what they're doing. Yep. But if they say, No, but my dogs are raised in my home and I've got three kids and they love kids that's probably gonna be a no-go all puppies love kids All puppies exactly <laughs> and, and it's not it's not a negative
0: that they have kids that's fine yeah but like also they have to do with things on top of that but like if kids playing with them exactly
1: if that's their selling point is that oh i have kids that play with them all the time that's kind of a red flag of hey i'm a breeder who just like breeds dogs and sells them and my i don't kids play with puppies and my exactly my kids yeah. play with the puppies like so that's just something red flaggish that I look at. It doesn't mean that you're not gonna get a good dog from them. It's just not something that I would invest in as a creature that will potentially save my life. yes, exactly, right? like yeah, so just okay. kind of you know all of this is just our basically our our thoughts yes. and our suggestions of. How to minimize your risk?
0: Yeah, well, we're talking about minimizing risk. Like you're welcome yeah. to go and do all the risky things. You
1: go to a shelter, pick out a dog, and and
0: try to make the, a the your first one in.
1: that looks, eye, you Cute know, gives dog. you eye contact. Right? Yeah,
0: I, yeah. No, but this, <laughs> go for it. This, this conversation is about minimizing risk. It's yeah. Not like we're trying to like set everyone up for success. Exactly. Yeah. This is the conversation. Um, we're not like demeaning because like you, you've tried a billion times to try dogs that are not from any of these things. It's not going well. <laughs> but
1: yes. <laughs> so
0: you're you're trying it. Like you're trying to like do it where it's like a a. a quote-unquote easier often exactly. or you know, and less expensive or you they know.
1: are initially less expensive and I do fall in love with every single one of them <laughs> yeah
0: they're all great dogs I love them all they're all good dogs
1: and you yeah. will love whatever dog you bring home but it's a lot easier to be critical about this before or... you fall in love with them mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know and if really having a diabetic alert dog is most important to you make a decision and choose these options before you fall in love with a particular dog yep like, I almost think that's where they're putting at the beginning of the podcast. Right. Okay, we'll, <laughs> Maybe we, we need to back. insert that in at the, <laughs> as our teaser because <laughs> I really think that's where Diabetic Alert Dog self-trainers fall apart is they yeah. fall in love with a dog and then they try and make them their Diabetic Alert it's Dog.
0: so hard. Not all dogs to be diabetic or dog. It's like it's like saying all like your kid you have a kid you're like you're gonna be a doctor well not everyone's exactly. gonna be a doctor I'm not gonna be a doctor not I'm a dog every, trainer except not like, every five year old wants to be a doctor right and they, there's no reason to make it you know yeah. like, make it a, maybe they don't like blood like exactly it's like, it's like there's no maybe they don't like school service dog work is very 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 hard for dogs it is yeah. literally it's very unnatural as someone like you've trained a billion more exactly. service dogs than me it's unnatural for them to live in the environment we're putting in them and they have yeah. to be stellar i don't think it's it's a pressurized environment yeah. it's it's a whole it's a whole thing and mm-hmm. not all dogs are meant to do it i would say 80 no. percent of dogs in the world maybe even more are not yeah are not supposed to be service dogs exactly but you're like you're just trying to put a you
1: know a
0: brown thing square peg like, into a round yeah, hole exactly you know <laughs> exactly and so like and so that's that's what we're saying it's like yeah you minimizing minimizing time you don't want to waste your time yeah. you don't want to waste your money yeah this is yeah
1: And it's a lot easier to be logical (laughs) about that. (laughs) But it's so much easier to be logical before you fall in love with that super cute golden retriever puppy that your neighbor bred. Yes. Right? Like, that's wonderful. I'm glad your neighbor is offering this to you. But if you want a golden retriever, let's make sure it has hip health testing. Yep. Otherwise, you're going to go be four or five years in and potentially have a problem. My
0: bare minimum is. I don't know why I feel like my thing is the health testing is more important than anything else. I don't know why that my brain goes to that.
1: No, I feel that. But
0: I feel like, I guess maybe it's like the, the, like the, like the snowball role of like their health testing, they're breeding like mentally sound dogs too. I think. Maybe that's it. I was
1: literally just thinking that. I think you're totally right. Like I don't
0: know why, like health testing technically isn't the most important. Like I'd rather have a better temperament at the mm -hmm. end of the day than like health testing. But I, 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 but I, for some reason, health testing is like, if I'm looking at a breeder, health testing is number one.
1: You're completely right, because if they're doing health testing, then really, it's really, really, really likely that they are raising the dogs correctly, whether they use puppy culture or Avidog, or even just expose them. Old
0: school exposure. Old school, exactly. I don't know, just
1: something. They have standards, and they understand the standard that dogs should be bred to, Mm -hmm. and they're not just breeding, you know, Fido and Fifi together. In their backyard. Yeah. you like, oh, we love them.
0: Right. I know I am. Um, I'm going to call my father. I think he may <laughs> listen to this podcast sometimes. He has this standard <laughs> poodle, a party oh, poodle. Oh, man. And he is constantly wanting to breed this dog. And Prince is, Prince, while he is a party poodle, like, he's the dumbest poodle I've ever met. He's kind of sweet, but he's not even, like, he's that kind great. kind of sweet. N- health testing, not, a, not a, a single thing in the world. And... <laughs> And I, I do love his name is Prince. I love Prince, but like for the love of all that is out there, do not breed this dog, father. And I am constantly trying to get yeah. him. He's constantly trying to breed him, but thankfully yeah. Prince is not, you know, performed well enough. But yeah. like, but like I'm like don't breed. And I'm like it hurts my heart because like yeah. I am, I am like this is all all I care about is like this, like creating yeah. a world of like healthy. Like, making it easier for everybody else to have a dog, especially service yeah. dogs. and like, yes, I, my dad loves his dog, and I'm sure your neighbor yeah. loves their golden retriever exactly and it, and and they want to breed it, but it does not mean prince should not, yeah, produce service dogs I mean that's like, a perfect example to, yeah. though
1: it's with all the best intentions, right all he the best lo- intentions. he loves his he's like
0: everyone's gonna love prince's
1: everyone puppies. everyone should have princes in their life, yeah, right? like and that's how so many of these in the industry is called backyard breeders or in the UK is called puppy farms. Right.
0: Like it's
1: puppy mills over here, puppy farms over there. There's backyard breeders, but like kind of all of those honestly start out with the best intentions of we love our dogs. We think more people want them. Yeah. Right. Um, So I totally agree. Like that's, there's nothing... Yeah, there's nothing
0: necessarily wrong with, like, puppy mills or one thing. Puppy mills are, yeah. like, we'll go... There's another That's a whole different topic. Backyard breeders are, like, people that, like, they really love... Yeah, they love their dog and they want to breed yeah. it.
1: Yeah. Like, they love them. Yeah. And I love my dogs, too. And so they just think that everybody should have more of them. Yeah. You it's, know, but... It's not... And that's another thing for pets, which we're not going to talk about. We don't talk about... <laughs> no pet. pets. Yeah, how to choose your pet dog. That's a different story. But at least for how to choose your service dog, you don't want a dog coming from that. No. It, unless you have unlimited ability to have as many dogs as you want mm-hmm. and you have no financial constraints. You have to have money. Because you can pay for as much training and as much as many vet bills as you want. Mm-hmm. That's great. Honestly, more power to you. If you want to go pick up a dog from wherever but and try. But try you just
0: could buy it from an organization at that point.
1: If you do have that much money. That's yes, true. That's, that's valid. True. Unless you just have no self-control, like some of us.
0: That's true. Like Libby, she Sometimes sends me dogs every
1: week. <laughs> I tried to buy one yesterday. Fun no, fact: You're not allowed. It was a year. It was like two years old. He was an English cocker. Oh, my gosh. You he was $75 in rehoming of Kentucky Facebook group. Oh,
0: my God. It's going to cost you $1,600 hey, to fix He absolutely issues.
1: will. He will cost me $1,600 to fix. You have I to get rid of sad. a dog.
0: I'm going to speak for your mother. <laughs> I
1: know. I know. Thankfully, I think he already had a home within well, an good. hour. So that was good. But anyways.
0: You have, you have Chipper.
1: I do. I do. He's your
0: project right now.
1: He is good enough of a project for me Um, does anyone want a free pet dog yeah (laughs) well that's i mean but realistically there's a 50 50 chance that that's what he's gonna end up being yeah is a pet dog who i've trained to walk nicely on a leash he's house trained he's now crick trained he doesn't eliminate where he shouldn't eliminate and he's incredibly sweet yeah and
0: he's so sweet he's so sweet like honest like loki he's kind of like my favorite (laughs) like like
1: all my well-bred dogs. Is and that one's your is, well, favorite? Especially
0: because Olaf's gone now. That's true too. Yeah, not that I don't love Birdie and b
1: No, but they're a lot, right? You know, and he, but honestly,
0: Chip, Chip is like, yeah, he's like, he's excited, but he's like, he's just kind of like, he seems like kind of like dumb excited.
1: It's partly because he's backyard bred.
0: That's, that's true. He didn't. He didn't have any puppy culture, so his brain doesn't work as well. It does
1: not. It's true. <laughs> he didn't
0: but, get this jump yeah. start, you know, exactly. um, but know.
1: I'm I'm gonna have sixteen hundred in him. Yeah. And I'm probably going to place him for the amount that I have in him maybe plus a little bit of training for my time. Yeah. And you know the food bills along the way. Yeah. yeah. But we're not going to make any money off of him unless for some reason his OFA comes back Better. wonderful and everybody on Facebook everybody least, on Facebook is completely wrong.
0: Yeah, at least fair or something.
1: Yeah, fair anything passing for him will be fine. <laughs> right. But um we were going into phase 3 oh uh
0: temperament testing yes um so yes, temperament, have at it. temperament testing is a process where um your puppy is taken into a different location um by someone they don't know and they take them through a series of uh, procedures to see how resilient they are to uh, whatever the you know the tester does so it can be assessing their sound sensitivity so Mm -hmm. you can drop something a certain amount of feet away from them and see what their reaction is like they startle and then do they recover do they run away do they um do stuff like that Um, you can see if they retrieve like you'll you know crumple up a ball of Mm -hmm. paper and you roll it like you do a bunch of series you'll um, hold them a certain specific way like hovering above the ground or on their back and see like how resistant they are to certain things there's a bunch of things in the test um but then it comes out to there's a number for each procedure and then um then they rank them based off that number um temperament testing is um i did the temperament testing for your english cockers (laughs) (laughs) you did i did and um and I, and I actually haven't done too much temperament testing because I was a puppy culture person. So mm-hmm. I did actually interact with the puppies so much that I wasn't like a stranger doing it to them. Yeah. Too familiar. Um, too familiar. Like I, I did, I did a decent bit, but most of the time it was like the litters that I didn't have like early on when I first started or, um, but most of the time I just watched from a window because I'm like, these are my puppies <laughs> being tested. Um, but it basically gives you a snapshot of like a stranger's experience with your puppy. Yeah. Um. And I just don't know how much I... I mean, granted, what do you think? So, like, I tested your puppies. Yeah. Like, how do you feel like it looks like... I mean, I don't know how much content you have with the... Yeah. Like, do you think it's, like, similar? Or, like, n- compared to your thoughts on them mm, as the friend yeah. that slept on the floor with them for weeks, <laughs> you know? Like, I think you... I think I remember you saying, like, it was pretty similar to what you thought yeah. their scores would be.
1: So, uh, I guess, prior to six months ago or whatever, whenever I had those puppies, um... I was really uncertain. Like, on the one hand, you might as well temperament test, right? Because otherwise you're picking out from a hat. Yep. So that doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Um, But then being the breeder of them, who's also a diabetic alert dog trainer, and who is trying to create more diabetic alert dogs, that was an interesting process. What I think surprised me the most is, I guess, I had started to lose faith in temperament testing altogether Mm -hmm. of, I think it's a crapshoot. <laughs> like yeah. you might as well just pick out of a hat. <laughs> um, like okay, if you're gonna pick out a hat, you I guess you might as well temperament test. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But kind of not taking too in, in, in into consideration too much. Yeah. Um. But then with my litter having you temperament test them, we didn't talk at all about any of the puppies. I've
0: never spent any time with them either. You
1: had never spent any time with them specifically because also we knew that you were gonna temperament test them mm-hmm. like a couple weeks prior. Yeah. Um. And so we're like, hey, let's keep you a stranger. We didn't do anything, um, and then having you temperament test them was interesting because your results aligned incredibly with my knowledge of the last forty-nine days of these things. Yeah, right. Like the same concerns I had for each puppy, you had on your results of like mm-hmm. nothing being a major concern yeah, of like, they're, they're but all, all well. They were all fine. Yeah. But, it, you know, there were certain things of, hey, this one was a little bit more cautious. This one was, like, very outgoing. Mm-hmm. You know, it very much aligned, um, which I think to me was super interesting because, you know, if you have a breeder who maybe isn't just isn't as communicative or something, um, maybe they don't have as much experience with the litter or something for some reason, then it is a good idea to go temperament test. Yeah. Because, it's a pretty good replication actually of where they're at with that being said i still am not sold on how much that is in line with what they become as adults
0: yeah that's that's i feel like actually more of the argument i almost would yeah. like to like temperament test them now Granted, they all went off to do jobs so, yeah. I think for, like, pets, they had, like, a, mm-hmm. they've had a lot of exposure. But I wonder, like, almost, like, temperament test a year literally at a year old. Yeah. Like, an adult temp test.
1: So, I know guide dog organizations have been doing this. Really? And I, uh, this is a very bad dog trainer cognition person of me, but I can't for the life of me res- remember the results. Um, but I know at conferences that people have talked about this, that they are working, I think it's guiding eyes. Probably has been doing a lot of research on if we temperament test them at this age how does that align with what they are as adults and i know that there's a good portion of evidence that says it does not align yeah um and to be honest i could see
0: that yeah like yeah i mean well i mean think about like i mean humans like i mm-hmm. feel like we're very different like yeah. i look at myself as like okay let's say five years old is equivalent to like an eight week old yeah mm-hmm. like, i'm very different as a dog right compared to like all the experiences you have and like yeah you know like like tr- the trainer you have in your life or like the owner that takes you home like it i think it, I think it shapes you differently mm-hmm. i think a lot of it is like you get a snapshot but then what happens after is very mm-hmm. changes
1: the dog differently yeah. so i i mean this is me just absolutely coming off of it The top of my head. This is not an educated statement whatsoever. (laughs) Fair warning. Fair warning. But I would say, like, temperament test as well as behavior, like, from the breeder. Yeah. So the two of those, either one of them, honestly, I would probably count for, like, 10 to 20% of your dog's future behavior. Yeah. Like, the rest of the 80%, that's honestly on you as a trainer. Yeah. Like, okay, I guess... So there's ten For to twenty percent, which is yeah. the breeder. There's a good chunk of it, maybe fifty percent that is genetics. Of just you're going to turn out to be what you're going to turn out to be. Yep. Yeah. And then after that is you and how you raise them. Yep. Like you can turn a hundred percent dog into a seventy yeah. percent dog. You can turn a hundred percent dog into a hundred percent dog. You can turn eighty percent dog into maybe a hundred percent dog. Yeah. You know, depending on how you raise them.
0: Yeah. There's a there's a nature nurture complex exactly. in the dog training world, and I think it's I think it's It is genetics, yeah, you know, and it also is um, how you raise them. I think it's a combination, but there's definitely a combo. Mm -hmm. And I'm speaking from, I got a puppy at eight, nine weeks old, my Australian Shepherd, who's my sport dog. And for the, I did not think this dog would ever have any fear-based human reactivity because I'm like, I'm a dog trainer. Like I can perfectly raise this dog perfectly. And it did Uh, not go, it did not go like my my dog yeah. is you know she's three and she's fine like she my yeah. demo dog at work and like blah 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 and she's can be in public and blah blah, but that's fifty percent of that was her genetics yeah. like she just had that in her mm-hmm. as an Australian Shepherd being insecure of yeah. strangers and, um as a trainer I've been able to like work past her genetics at least yeah. a decent bit but she'll never be a golden retriever no. to people and, and think you about can, that moving yeah forward.
1: yeah you can only imagine if she wasn't with a trainer what she could be she'd be a right mess. <laughs> like yeah she would realistically be a mess like you have worked for three years to build her confidence and tailor things exactly to what she needs based on your experience like you train dogs with clients for clients like you have extensive experience and now nobody would know that she's reactive in all yeah, reality whenever you meet her you know that she's reactive in certain environments or whatever but you know that because you're a trainer yeah. but if she was with somebody who just bought a Australian Shepherd puppy was like, This is gonna be great. Yeah. They would have a very different experience with that same dog.
0: Yeah, they would she would be at home all the time. With <laughs> like whoever took Melly, if it wasn't me, though she'd just be at home dogs. <laughs> yeah. Melly can literally she goes with me everywhere. Like she can yeah. go to like outdoor venues with crowds and mm-hmm. like she's fine and blah blah blah. Um, but don't waste your time with your service dog
1: that has exactly
0: re, like a human fear based reactivity. Yeah. Like this is like don't it's not
1: yeah because you know just like that example like a lot of dad trainer self-trainers are not dog trainers yeah right no, i
0: can never make melian i i am a very I, I like to think i'm a good trainer <laughs> you Mellie, are a good trainer I, I like to but i could never make melian a be diabetic right. or a dog yeah there's no way that she would ever enjoy or yeah. like being in public mm-hmm. as yeah. a service dog
1: if you had gotten her as a potential diabetic alert dog to train for somebody, you would be like, "No, thank she you." She
0: would be cut at six months old, <laughs> maybe even sooner. She would be cut. Like, yeah. no, you're going, you're going away. Yeah.
1: Like, and that's as a very experienced trainer, yeah, who has worked with all sorts of dogs, all sorts of reactivity, fear reactivity, diabetic alert dogs, like across the gamut, like all sorts of dogs. You just can't yeah, turn, yeah, you can't turn them into something that they're not. Yep and there's a certain amount of you just have to
0: you have to just you have to you have to yeah the nature nurture thing is you mm-hmm. have to look at the dog and yeah. i'd say well, do you have a point? No. Go for um, it. <laughs> this is where you can you can assess like the nature of a dog by meeting the parents. Yes. Meet the parents. Yep. Meet, meet the please dog meet parents. the parents. Meet, meet at least
1: the, the mother. At least the mother. If they can't show you the mother that's a big red flag and you should go somewhere yeah. else.
0: If they will not show you the parents yeah because like a lot of times readers the the father will be maybe across the country because they're shipping maybe in georgia yeah they, they <laughs> yeah right they, they're shipping the semen in from somewhere like there's there's a chance that you won't be able to see the father um just because of geographic issues yeah. okay fine but if see fine spend time with the parents mm-hmm. yeah like and, and almost like see, yeah, like just just meet the mom. Uh, try to meet the dad. Mm-hmm. If they're weird about it, that is a whole yes different story. That that could be underlying of puppy mill mm-hmm. type things or um yeah. stuff like that. But meeting the parents and talking about the dog and like how they raised mm-hmm. the dog, how they raised the mother. Like, have they done any training? Because yeah. yeah, if she if she comes in and she's excited and um yeah. like she's but she's has had a day of training in her life. that's one thing, you know. Yeah. But like. But if she's a well-rounded dog with no train, that's actually even better. Like you're, mm-hmm. you know. But look at the look at the parent coming in. That'll give you yeah. the best snapshot of what your dog's gonna look like down the line.
1: Yeah, I if I can emphasize that like a million percent. Yes. Go for it. <laughs> I think that is completely critical of like meeting those parents and saying, "Hey, can I come see you? at least what the mom is like?" Because when you contact them, unless the dog is like over like, a couple months old, the mom should still be there on site because she birthed the puppies, right? So she should logistically be there. The dad might be somewhere else, fine. Um, But at least for the mom, ask to meet the mom in person if at all possible, certainly if this dog is within driving distance. Yeah. Just take a trip before you purchase the dog. I drove
0: 10 hours to meet (laughs) Melly's mom before I committed to the litter. Wow. I met her mom and her dad.
1: Wow! Yeah, exactly.
0: I drove like ten hours because I, I she's my sport dog. Like she was gonna because be this is gonna
1: me. be twelve to fifteen years of your life. Yep. And certainly, if this is gonna be your diabetic alert dog, the least you can do is go meet those parents. Um, and I guess some of the big things I look out for, I guess the two biggest are barking at you, mm-hmm. um, as a stranger. Red flag means that's because that's pretty strong in terms of inheritance. So. You're probably going to have a puppy that barks at strange things, who turns into an adult who barks at strange things, yep. which is going to flunk as a diabetic alert dog or a service dog as any type. Yep. Um, and then just hesitancy and cautiousness. Yep. What I want is a dog. I would much, much, much rather have a, you know, a mom dog who comes at you and jumps all over you and licks your face and is completely unruly. But incredibly confident while being unruly. Yes. I would take confident and silent and unruly in a heartbeat Mm -hmm. in comparison to a dog that you bend down and you coax to come see you you or who gives any type of woof to, you know, when it's like, I don't know what you're doing. Like, If they have any hesitancy, I would pass. I would say, your dog looks very nice. Have a nice life. I'm going for I'll, another be one. I'll be in contact. I'll be in contact exactly. Means, yeah, but
0: yeah, no. That's that's the best way to go about it. Is just yeah. knowing you. This confidence, I'd say, is the number one thing that dogs get cut for. Totally. totally number one um, because confident lack of confidence comes out as many things. It's you know barking in yeah. public. It's not wanting to go into store. You know, like there's yeah. like so many ways it comes out where they get vest aversion. Like mm-hmm. there's so many ways it comes out where it's just like.
1: They can't yeah, them. I mean, yeah, exactly. It can come out in so many ways, and honestly, the bottom of it, um, you know, it, it is best aversion. It's not wanting to work, not wanting to go in public. Um, but even if they're good at all of that, ultimately, what happens in all those cases is they don't alert in public because mm-hmm. they're not confident. And, and if they're
0: and they're not worth it.
1: Exactly. If they're not but... alerting in public, what's their job? They're an at home diet. Exactly, and then you have spent. I don't know how many hours or thousands of hours and how thousands much money on that dog. Who's a really, really solid in-home diabetic. Alert dog. Yeah. It can't be anything more. than that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also it's just, yeah, it's looking at all those things. And like, and if you get to the situation where, Oh, can't meet the mom and dad. Cause they live in yeah. California and you're in <laughs> Kentucky. Let um, right. me brought up a great point of just asking for videos of, the parents yeah, and the puppies and like look at the background what's going yeah. on <laughs> i am um, so uh prince will bring back the party poodle for my father um he came from a questionable backyard breeder and i did get photos of him and the photos included a lot of questionable things in backgrounds um like <laughs> dog's feces in a laundry room <laughs> You know, like at a point, yep. Prince became a rescue more than exactly a, than like a because uh, it's for my father. Like my my dad would love yeah. any dog that walked yeah. in. It could have, I don't know, reactivity, bites oh, yeah. him. I don't know. He my dad wouldn't care, but he's not he's not getting a diabetic or a it, dog Prince, as a pet. As a pet, he's fine. But like yeah. this is not a situation. He was – we rescued Prince for, like, more than we should have spent on a rescue. But, exactly.
1: but if you were looking but, for a diabetic or like, candidate, no. you wouldn't have bought him.
0: No. I'm like, he's from not a good environment. Like, it's not yeah. – it, it's, you know, send him, send the photo on to someone that maybe wants to rescue him. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it's not – he wasn't raised in a good environment. He's, yeah. In Prince is a little reactive. He's a little concerned about people. Like, mm-hmm. he's not – um he's a very sweet boy but he doesn't like strangers very much like he's not as bad as my aussie but he doesn't and i don't even know if it's like a genetic thing or if it's just Mm -hmm. environment because we got Um, him in 16 weeks um versus an eight-week-old puppy but look at look at at the background look at the videos look at all the stuff
1: use Um, your judgment use
0: your judgment yeah prince was pulled out of a car with like a 20 billion children in a minivan (laughs) he was dragged out from under the seat and smelled like cigarette smoke oh
1: man that's like mac yeah yeah it's... dragged out from a suburban with like three kids in there and a bunch of firewood
0: and the yeah. dog looked like he'd been beaten right you yeah, know prince like i literally like i had a grooming appointment for him because my i got prince uh for my dad for like a present and he didn't know about it my dad was very aware of this situation <laughs> don't do don't get pre- dogs for presents i only knew this because my dad literally cried when we gave it to him um but like i literally i had a grooming appointment because he's a poodle and like he looked really fuzzy like i he literally mm. had to kick him home and give him a bath immediately because he uh, reeked of cigarette smoke. Yeah, well, like, his poor little lungs, poor guy. Also, yeah. with a diabetic alert dog, you don't want them to be around smokers, do. yeah, <laughs> like their nose is a side point, no but yeah, they are gonna be shot. Like, it's
1: <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. So my tangent on Prince,
0: I love Prince, but um, yeah. but look at the parents and look That's at nice. like if you can't get in con, you know, you can't financially drive out the 10 hours to see them and stay in a hotel and stuff. Mm-hmm get videos yeah.
1: not just know. pictures videos videos pictures can be staged really easily yes ask for videos listen even to the silly things like how they talk to the dogs yeah if they're saying you know yelling at the dog just sit or hold still or whatever like you don't want that you want a breeder who cares love their dog. who loves their dog yeah like they should i mean they raise these things they created them yeah. they should love them
0: yeah talking with you know look at reviews yeah reviews is a good one reviews is important and like looking at the reviews like you're looking at your you're looking at this dog is different than pets yeah so like be critical be critical like if there's any inkling of any negativity like think about that amplified as a service dog
1: exactly um like yeah there there will be another one if you see a dog that comes up available if i have learned anything in all my impulse purchases of dogs (laughs) so many impulse purchases (laughs) so many impulse purchases there will be another one and it will be okay if you don't get the one that your yeah. neighbor's second cousin posted on Facebook.
0: And, and there's a time in your life where you can rescue a dog but yeah. if you're looking for a diabetic alert dog is not a time to that's,
1: rescue one. That's not the time. If yes. you are looking to self-train a diabetic alert dog Especially as your first dog. We're
0: being so critical.
1: I know we are. Hands. But we also just want people to succeed. Yes. Right? Yeah, you know, I
0: feel like I, I, I feel so bad whenever I am talking with a client and their dog is just not going to make it. And then yeah. I ha- I have to be the very bad moves. They've spent they've had this dog until it's like nine months old and they're trying to train it and they're coming in with these problems and like these problems you can so like if I yeah. let's say I magically yeah. want to turn my Australian shepherd into a diabetic alert dog when she's six. She yeah. could be a diabetic alert dog. I I could bet I could train Melly to the point where she's a perfect <laughs> diabetic alert dog at six years old. Yeah. But, like, do you want to wait that long to yeah. get through the behavior problems?
1: Then what? You have six to ten. Yep. Until she retires. Yep.
0: Right? right. Like- <laughs> and so, like, to me, it's, like, I want to, I, I mean, granted, as trainers, we can get our dogs out working mm-hmm. at, like, you know, 14, 16 months old. But in self-training, you're expect around, by two years old. Yeah. And... And then, like, but then if you have a behavior problem, you have to work past that. Like, then you're going to add on another six months to a year. And then you're not going to have a dog with you in public working for you as well. I know we're so...
1: This is very negative. (laughs) But we're
0: just... The idea is that we're wanting you to look at this more than just like because we get as humans we get really soft around dogs yeah we just like we put our whole heart into it like we see a dog and we love it (laughs) and we assume the dog loves us and we just like have this whole emotional experience we're very fuzzy around dogs yeah and this is the one moment where it's like we just want you to step back and think about it Mm -hmm. and like think about like what do you want are you wanting a serious like this is thinking about like what college you're going to go to this is thinking about like career choices exactly for the next like this is the next this is the next 10 year career choice for your dog and yeah. like this is gonna be a big deal yeah. um and a lot of people get into it and then i mean most i feel like a lot of self-training it's hard because not because they're not doing the work but it's because they're not picking the dog that's right mm-hmm. for the job
1: yep exactly and then they get disappointed and disheartened yeah because it's not working and it's like well it's because we didn't have the right dog to start with yeah you can't force right? a
0: dog to be but they're not supposed to. Be.
1: Exactly. So, I know we were on an hour here. <laughs> we were on supposed to do 30 our minutes. Our goal of 30 minutes. Um, but I think we still did cover a lot of important things as far as where to find a breeder and the health testing and then the temperament testing. Um, but I think, you know, yeah. kind of Maggie's point at the end here of like you really need to think about it in the long the long term and what your goal is is really important and to think about it as almost take a step back and view it from business perspective
0: yeah
1: of okay i'm investing x amount of hours and x amount of dollars in this and i need to maximize my investment before i get emotionally attached to anyone yeah so any of those puppies that i see i need to plan for it and research it um and there's a reason why guide dog organizations choose health-tested labradors yep they
0: they, they have literally <laughs> right? like to the point of they've health tested to the point of like eliminating hip dysplasia right? exactly like, they've literally yeah. created this beautiful line of dogs incredible that won't have hip problems it's amazing yeah um and yeah. if you have any questions like md dogs does have an option to help you find a breeder with yeah breeders that maybe you have a specific breed do you want a poodle because you want like a less mm-hmm. shedding like yeah. Or you need something with like a dual purpose. Like we, we can assist you with finding a breeder that checks yeah. the boxes to at least set you up for success. Absolutely. Um, like that's that's important. You can go to mddogs.org. Right. There's no ink in there. No. Nope. Um, mddogs.org. Yeah. There is a option to schedule a time to talk with us and we could help you find like we yeah. will spend so much time helping you find the right so dog. much time. Because, this is
1: what we do, anyways, for fun, right? Right. We, we'll just, we
0: just like especially you, Libby. We're like always I, dogs. Love for dogs. I love looking for dogs. Love looking for dogs. But the thing is, is it helps to not have it where on the back end where we are then having to us helping you with your reactivity, your reactivity, yeah. in a dog for a diabetic alert dog. It's just not. We no. can't. We can't assist that. Yeah. To be we'd, honest,
1: we'd much rather help you find the right dog, and then work you through how to make that dog a diabetic alert dog. Yeah. Rather than having you come to us with a six-month-old dog and have us be the person to tell you we just don't think the dog's the right fit. Mm -hmm. Like, that's – we hate that probably just as much as you, to be honest. Yes. Because it is brutal. Yeah. Like, we would love to help people find the right dog, the right candidate, and Mm -hmm. help them, you know, kind of figure out what their needs are, whether that's a breed or a source of that dog, um, and really work on it from the start. And then from there give you guidance or even send you off on your own. Yeah. If you just want help finding a dog, we're happy to help with that too. Yeah. Like
0: <laughs> we will. Yeah. And honestly that'll help you like it'll be easier so you don't you'll still need a trainer if your are died like a dog. But yeah. it'll help you to get to the point where you're not going to need to train much. Exactly. Like yeah. in the end it's going it's to save you some money in making a dog exactly. off the bat. And, yeah. and there's a client I worked with and, and she won't mind me talking about this but she got a, a golden retriever from a family friend and we worked with for months. And I was like, honestly, after like two months, I'm like, there is like a 30% chance this dog is going to make it as a diabetic alert dog. Like we can keep working at it if you'd like, yeah. just so he's a well-rounded pet. Um, but he just ended up not doing it. And they do sports yeah, with them up. and stuff like that. And he's fine. Um, <laughs> but she's they spent a lot of money and emotional time like thinking this dog will be a diabetic alert dog going with their daughter to college and it just did not work out no you know and that's and that's sad for the daughter it's like a lot of emotional stuff but um they've mentioned regretting getting a dog from their neighbor's golden retriever just because you know he's a very sweet boy great pet. he's happy great pet happy, happy like loves everybody like super sweet um but just didn't make it you know yeah that's fine yeah
1: you know but not not every five-year-old wants to become a brain surgeon Yes, yeah, he
0: is not a brain surgeon. He's yeah. like a really good lifeguard or something. Exactly, he gives like li- lifeguard. lifeguard energy. I don't know why. Like he's like, "I'll save you." But, I love that. You know, I don't know why I put him as a lifeguard. Um, Anyways. but just just very sweet. So yeah. I think taking the lesson that we have all learned of picking out dogs, we've I've worked extensively. I've I've literally interacted with close to a thousand puppies that have gone out to a breeder. I've worked with, I've been around friends that have bred their dogs. Um, you have bred a litter of puppies and you've worked for a breeder as well. Oh. Um, and we just, we know, you know, just listen. <laughs> we know all. <laughs> um, <laughs> I broke Libby with that one. Um, no, no. But, it's, but it's, starting off on the right foot is the best yeah. way to go.
1: It is the best paw and it's the yes (laughs) the best paw to start off with so all right yeah
0: we can in there but i think this is think about this as positive like you're just going in with a best foot forward Mm -hmm. um and setting it off right versus um you know picking a way that may end in more than you want
1: you know it's a lot easier to make these tough calls right now yes rather than after you fall in love with the dog and Certainly after you bring one home.
0: Yeah, yeah. You don't want to get rid of the dog that just didn't yeah. make it as a diaper. you're going to keep it. Exactly. You know? um, yeah. Well, well, we'll end on that note. Yeah, uplifting note. It's a rainy fall day here
1: in the bluegrass,
0: so
1: <laughs> maybe that's Seemed appropriate for the Seemed day. Seemed
0: appropriate, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that's it.
1: I think that wraps it up for today. But uh, feel free to email us at, at uh, inc at gmail.com, or uh, visit our website, mddogs.org as well for any more information. I think we have some blog posts out there on uh, picking a dog and temperament testing and things like that. Um, and always happy to help you find the right dog for you.
0: Yeah, I think we have one dog available as well. Birdie, who's a working oh, Cocker dude. Spaniel. Um, she's true. also the the mother of a lot of uh, Cocker Spaniel puppies out there. Yeah. Um, and she's looking for a home that a person that is also active that wants to play yeah. fetch with the dog, so she's a little bit more of a working clang talker. Um, Especially. but she's absolutely perfect in every way. <laughs> um, you just have to like playing fetch
1: as long as you like playing fetch, she's your dog, she's your dog, <laughs> right? But yeah, all right, Toodle. sounds okay. good,
0: all better. <laughs>